You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. A happy Monday night to you, and thank you for tuning in. I'm going to be here with you for the next three hours. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. And more importantly, I'm being joined by you. Because if you don't listen, there is no show. And so on all of love and kindness from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, I got one. You can find me at JR Sport Brief. The phone number here is 855-2124-CBS. And we know the big deal. We know the big story. The big story is that the Super Bowl is set. Two weeks from now, just about, we're going to see the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Philadelphia Eagles. It will go down in Glendale, Arizona. Home of the Arizona Cardinals, who, uh, man, it's been a while for them, right? Anyway, we got a lot to do. You'll hear from Andy Reid. You'll hear from Patrick Mahomes last night. We just spent last hour talking about how amazing uh, Eagles fans are especially the ones who decide to go to downtown and just just tear things up, stand on bus sheds and, and hoist their own version of the Vince Lombardi trophy, the ones who decide to climb light poles and knock lights out, the ones that like to screw up the city just by winning the NFC championship. As a matter of fact, Steve Keeley, Fox 29, He described the scene in Philadelphia early this morning, you know, following the celebration. Listen. And I was counting. There was a, I thought, a capacity of seven human beings on that pole. So those poles are pretty sturdy. And uh, there was one guy taking shirtless selfies on one. And on the other, they had a rendition of the Lombardi trophy. So the guy on top got to hold that up uh, to cheers. Sounds amazing. If the Eagles actually win the Super Bowl again... I wonder what we have in store. Let's see if it happens. Anyway, we're going to have plenty of time to get into the Chiefs, uh, plenty of time to talk about the Eagles, uh, plenty of time to get into all the storylines that exist. We know that we have the Kelsey brothers. You got Travis, you got Jason. This is the first time we're going to have two brothers on opposing sides in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid is going to be taking on his former team. Yeah, the Chiefs and formerly of the Eagles. And for the first time, we have two black quarterbacks starting in a Super Bowl, as we will have Patrick Mahomes and also Jalen Hurts. And so we got plenty of time to get into the, the, the winners, and we'll talk a little bit about them. But what I want to share with you here, unfortunately, are the losers. The first game that we got yesterday... It was a travesty. It was an ass whooping. It was a beatdown. It was it was waiting for the pain to end. The most exciting thing for the NFC or from the NFC championship game is when Trent Williams decided to manhandle a smaller player. I actually tweeted this last night. I said, look, let's put Indomitian Sue and Trent Williams in the middle of the field Let's have them throw hands, take off helmets, and take off the pads and let them go mano-a-mano for an ass-whooping. That would have been 
more entertaining than the game we got last night. The Eagles took care of them yesterday afternoon, I should say, 31-7. This game was a wrap. This game was done from the get-go just because of Hassan Reddick. He wasted no time on the first series, the opening series of the game, just getting after Brock Purdy, getting into that damn guy's elbow. And we learned today that Brock Purdy, it wasn't a matter of I can't feel the ball, I can't throw the ball, or the feeling will come back on Monday or Tuesday. Brock Purdy has a torn UCL ligament in his elbow. It's been reported that they are trying to avoid Tommy John surgery, and Brock Purdy is going to get second opinions or maybe multiple opinions before he goes under the knife. And everything pretty much says that Brock Purdy is going to be missing in action and won't be able to throw a football for six months. Well, if you're like me and you added up six months, that basically takes him all the way up to training camp in preseason. I'm not going to say it was a foregone conclusion because this is the NFL. As you can see from the game yesterday afternoon, there are no foregone conclusions. But Brock Purdy basically made his case to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers next season. And so this is definitely going to have implications into the future. And this was already a beatdown from yesterday. And then not only did Brock Purdy go down, you got Josh Johnson who I want to call a football veteran. It's not a damn team that Josh Johnson hasn't been a part of. And this man had to go down because his head bounced off of the damn turf. How many quarterbacks can the 49ers go through in a season, in a game? Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson. They could have had Shanahan go out there and throw the rock. At one point in time, Josh Johnson goes down, and they're like, well, damn, uh, hey, Christian McCaffrey, can you put this helmet on? It was bad. They had to throw Purdy back out there, and he threw the ball a couple of times. He only had four passes yesterday, and he couldn't do anything. He threw the ball with a torn ligament in his elbow. Brock Purdy, after the game, he talked about how the worst part of this experience is that the veterans didn't get a chance to to experience just being competitive, that they didn't get a chance at another Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy was upset afterwards. And then you'll also hear uh, Fred Warner. He's like, man, we wouldn't have even been in this spot if it wasn't for Brock Purdy. Take a listen. I'm just so sad for the older guys, everyone, all the guys that have been through this, but it's more sad for those guys than anything because they, they, they deserve to win the whole thing. He ain't got nothing to be sad about. You know, he's the, one, he's the reason we even got to this game. Jimmy went down against the Dolphins. Like, we didn't know what our season was going to be. You know, he came in and did a heck of a job. He's the reason we're here right now. It's true. It is. When Jimmy Garoppolo went down, Everybody's like, oh, my God, this the, the 49ers, they got a rookie quarterback out there. They got a guy nobody ever heard of unless you went to Iowa State. Nobody knew who Brock Purdy was. Selected last in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. What are the chances that he just runs off seven straight games, gives you 12 straight, tri- 12 straight wins, 
throws 13 touchdowns and just leads them to an NFC Championship game. Fred Warner is is 100% correct here. I, I thought the Niners were cooked. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo went down and was like, oh, well, here we go again. So Brock Purdy doesn't have a damn thing to be ashamed of because he helped lead them to this place. And so although someone like Fred Warner was appreciative, George Kittle was a little more blunt after the game last night. It just uh, it felt like crap not to have a quarterback out there for basically the whole damn game. Listen to this man, George Kittle. How does that feel to lose an NFC Championship game because I don't have a quarterback? Pretty <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, the expletive wasn't happy. It's crappy. And that is a, a terrible way to go down. To not have a quarterback out there. I mean, from a fan's perspective, that was that's pretty sad. You want to see a competitive game. And I mean, for people who were just like, oh, my God, this was bad. And, oh, the NFL do a better job. The Eagles did what they were supposed to do. They hit the quarterback. And they changed the game early. And and at the point of the game, we know that injuries are a part of the game. And Hassan Reddick took Brock Purdy out early and gave them no chance. Welcome to the NFL, folks. That ain't nothing to whine, cry, or be miserable about. Hassan Reddick, two sacks on the day, handling business. Kyle Shanahan, after the game, talked about his locker room just being absolutely miserable when guys are pretty down in there we um we were really excited for today and we really wanted a opportunity to play that team and not to they they played great um they did good things but you know we wish we had a little bit better opportunity than we did today that's not how it goes now does it you win some you lose some it's like the 49ers i don't want to say they they rolled the dice but dating back to last season We're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo because he had off-season shoulder surgery. They had to keep him on the roster. He was basically there as insurance. And guess what? He needed to be employed after the second game of the season when Trey Lance went down with a broken ankle. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with a foot injury. Not a difficult thing to guess, right? It is. Jimmy G, when is he healthy? Never. Now he's a free agent. Brock Purdy comes on. Ain't nobody know who this guy is. And he plays like a pro bowler to conclude the season. Has them one game away from the Super Bowl. And yeah, he has an amazing team around him with amazing weapons. That doesn't mean he's going to use them. Have you seen some of these trash quarterbacks out here? They could have all the weapons in the world, and somehow, someway, they'll still manage to throw the ball to the other damn team. And so, yeah, Brock Purdy might seem and sound sad. But this is going to change things for the offseason for the 49ers. I would have said immediately go out there between now and the draft or whenever you can maximize value, trade Trey Lance. Move him. What the hell you need Trey Lance for and you got Brock Purdy on the squad? And he's shown that he can be serviceable moving forward. Oh, yeah, by the way, he's 
He's more cost-effective as you build the team. That was my thought before Hassan Reddick ran into the elbow of Brock Purdy. 49ers might have to wait a little while now. We don't know the process that Brock Purdy is going to go through to restore, rehabilitate his elbow. Is it rest? Is it rehabilitation? Is he going to go under the knife? We don't know that. That's what Brock Purdy is trying to figure out. But this much we know. He will not be throwing a football until best case scenario, training camp. Until about, I don't know, the mid, the end of July, the beginning of August. This is going to give him about a month and change to go out there and throw the ball around before the season starts. Is he going to have his, his arm strength back to normal? Will his arm be stronger than ever? Is he going to have a RoboCop arm? I don't know. But the 49ers can't risk it. They can't bet on it. You may have to hold on to Trey Lance all the way through the preseason. You might have to hold on to Trey Lance until some other miserable, lousy team goes, damn, we need a QB. Ours got hurt, and let's bring in Trey Lance. You might have to wait until somebody is desperate. All things considered, it would have been time to move on. But the 49ers enter into another offseason where they just, I don't want to say have a quarterback dilemma, but they just got to wait and see. Trey Lance was a third overall pick. This man is guaranteed $34 million. Whether he throws another touchdown, whether he's a great QB, whether he sucks, whether he turns into a Hall of Famer, he's getting $34 million because he was selected Number three overall. Brock Purdy is owed squat diddly. Brock Purdy, over the next several years, is only due three to four million dollars. Three to four million dollars. And so it's not just a matter of talent, it's a matter of finances. You've seen what Brock Purdy can do. In, in a limited span, but even that limited span is exceptional. Everything built on Trey Lance is all built on, I don't want to say hype, but it's built on projections. What are you going to do? If Brock Purdy is healthy, just continue to pay Trey Lance? They, they might have to. They don't want to. I'll tell you this much. The 49ers, they should stick with Brock Purdy. And they should hold on to him until they feel confident that he's all good and ready to go. And at the earliest opportunity, I would move Trey Lance when I no longer need him as insurance. Brock Purdy played his ass off. As Fred Warner said, he helped get them to this space where no one knew what he would do. And the 49ers, I don't want to say they owe him. But they've seen enough to give him another chance. They've seen enough to trust him. It just stinks that he's not going to be able to throw a football for the next six months. And for Trey Lance, this is a great opportunity for him. 
maybe, maybe he can snatch his job back as the starter. This is the NFL. Wilder things have happened. But if Purdy is healthy and he continues to outplay him heading into next season, Trey Lance ultimately is going to have to get the boot. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. NFC Championship game. It stunk. It stunk because the 49ers did not have a quarterback. We've learned that the starting quarterback, Brock Purdy, has suffered a torn UCL. He won't be throwing for sixth or six months. He's done. What should the Niners do? I say hold on to Trey Lance until you don't need him or if he just completely outplays Purdy. And I can only see that happening if Purdy can't play. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to take your calls on the other side. We'll get into the Bengals and we'll talk about the Chiefs. We got a lot to do. We're just getting started here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, uh, JR. Thanks for having me on. Uh, first time caller. You got a great show. I really uh, like your show. You're really patient, and I think you're really objective. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. I'm trying to be objective. I, ain't nobody paying me besides talking about the sports. I don't have no horse in the race. I don't get a Super Bowl share. I don't care who wins or loses. I don't even know who the hell I'm. It's tough. I feel like I want to root for both teams. I want to root for the Eagles. I want to root for the Chiefs. I feel like I'm going to, well, I feel like, well, no, she's she is going to be a winner and loser. Hey, Shep, I feel like the mother of Jason and Travis Kelsey. Wow. Well, then you must have won the jackpot then. Well, I just, I, when the game is over, I just, one of my kids will have lost, another one is going to be a winner. There's there's no losers when you're playing in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Somebody's going to lose. No, I, I understand that, but if you are playing in a Super Bowl and you get to watch both of your kids face off against each other, I mean, that's history in the making. Oh, yeah, and they both have Super Bowl. The other thing is they, they both have championships. That's a great point. But somebody is going to lose the game. I'm talking about the game, not life. Right. No, I, no I, I'm not suggesting you're saying anything bigger than that. I just think when you're a mom, you have the big picture perspective. Right. Understand that your family is already well ahead of the game. Yeah, well, one of her sons is going to be sad at the end of it. I, uh, maybe for a little bit, but they'll, they'll get over yeah, it. The brother little, just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he won't be sad forever, but well, he will a little because one of the one of the brothers is going to have a leg up on the other one. That's a fair point. I mean, but uh, he's going to get teased about it forever. You think you think you think it pisses Peyton Manning off that Eli Manning has won as many Super Bowls and has one more Super Bowl uh, MVP? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. 
Yeah. Yes. Because he knows he's the better quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I mean, what is he going to do? Just cry and want through life? No. But, you know, he's like, damn, man, and me? Of course. 855-212. And speaking of another quarterback, before I pick up the phone lines, what the hell has been – and I know this is this has been said a lot, but because it's true. What's going on with Tony Romo? The most memorable thing I remember for the game last night wasn't a, a call. It wasn't it, – it was Tony Romo just, I, I guess – trying to compare the rivalry or the budding rivalry between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes to Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler. And Tony Romo saying that Patrick Mahomes has started to feel the disrespect similar to when Jordan was in the playoffs or the finals against the Blazers. And I'm just like, the hell does this have to do with anything right now just call the game tony romo i remember when tony romo got the job everybody was like oh tony romo is he's predicting the plays before they even happen oh my god this is awesome and they started giving this man 18 million dollars a year and now tony romo's just like man i'm gonna do what i want thank god we don't have to hear him in the super bowl the fox has it this year good for them Anyway, 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I got the phone lines open. You can reach me about Purdy. We talked about him and his torn UCL. The first hour of the show, uh, we took a look at these these crazy fans at downtown and Center City in Philadelphia uh, standing on bus shelters that collapsed. They're climbing up poles that were greased, and they were just losing their damn minds. 855-212-4CBS. Who do we have here? Let's go ahead and talk to Lee from Cincinnati. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, JR. First of all, what I want to say about, say this real quick about Tony Romo. Problem is, is that he lost that on Jessica Simpson. Whoa. Go, I think that's his problem. <laughs> I haven't heard. What? Where is Jessica Simpson? She's just married somewhere with kids, minding her business, right? Well, true, but back in the day, let's face it, she was the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, I guess to each his own, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess. So, but no, what I was going to say is, talking about Philadelphia fans, um, I'm just going to show my age. I played college baseball. Two guys played. I don't know if you've heard of John Lieber or Marlon Anderson. Yes, I have. South Alabama. Play baseball with both those guys. That's nothing for South Alabama. Lee, 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 are you calling me from a phone booth? Where, Where are you? Oh, no, I'm calling you from my truck, actually. I so what did you do? You, you were sitting on the phone the whole time? Oh, yeah. Well, that's terrible because I'm like, I'm trying to talk to you, and you, you have a crap connection. I'm like, I may have to hang up on this guy, and the whole time you, you could have spoken clearly. Make your point, Lee. Go ahead. Well, is it, is, am I sounding better now? Yes, you do. Go ahead. I hope. Good. No, what I was saying is both Marlon and John Lieber said that that um that Philadelphia was the best place to play because of their fans because they were so passionate said they were crazy but they were passionate and Eber even told me he said that he said the fans will turn on you quicker than Judas Iscariot or Matahari mm. <laughs> his exact words okay 
you know. Well, uh, we, we, we've seen that. We can ask uh, Ben Simmons. And thank you, Lee, for calling uh, from Cincinnati. Calling from his truck while he, uh, I guess he just had it. He covered his mouth while he was talking to me. I don't, I don't know what his deal was. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. JR's here from Virginia. If I recall, this is a uh, this gentleman is a Mandingo warrior. Yep, you're right. He is. He is, Chef. He's a Mandingo warrior. Yeah, he says it every time. Okay, let's hear. He wants to tell everybody, so uh, here he is. Hey, Dale, what's happening, man? I'm okay. Okay. Where do we start? You're asking you me. You called me. I've been speaking here for 90 you minutes. Started. You tell me what you, you want. Uh, Philly played the game the way it's supposed to be played. And uh, when they had a problem at quarterback, they took care of that problem. It's about winning and losing. And uh, Cincinnati didn't do what they had to do, else they would have seen the same results. But. They waited to the end of the game to hit the man instead of hitting him during the game. I agree with you. Okay. And as you clearly stated, don't cry. Find another quarterback or go get one. But don't cry. Who are you referring to? I'm crying when you said about Philly when they couldn't find nobody to put back on the field when the guy got uh, hurt. And they got okay. all the way down to the third-string quarterback. Okay, a lot of pronouns here. You're referring to the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy. Right. And okay. when he went out, they went and put another guy in. Then they was looking for a guy up in the bleachers. And they asked the man that was passing out beer, had he ever been a quarterback? And, you know, they were looking for anybody to throw the ball. Yeah, no, that's that's the name of the game in, in the NFL. It's going to happen. People, quarterbacks get hurt. We see it all the damn time. Where where's Tua Tagovailoa? We don't know. Still in he is still in concussion protocol. The NFL season is over. He's still in concussion protocol. I didn't know that that was possible. John is here from Toronto. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for taking the call. I enjoy your show every night. Uh, and this year, I don't know, if, is this the first year they increased the number of games during the season? 17, no, last year. Last year, and they uh, cut back on the... Uh, John, you got crap on in the back, man. What are you doing? Got the radio going in the background while you talk to me. I don't, I don't want to hear me in the back and you. It's enough that I have to sit here and listen to me while I talk. I hear myself twice. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the 49ers, they, they didn't stand a chance. When we come back, we'll get some audio from the guys who, who beat them. We'll hear from some of the, the humble, yes, extremely humble Eagles. Man, they, they, they're easy to root for. They're easy to like. Especially when you got a guy like Jalen Hurts who he spent a lot of yesterday after the game just saying, yeah, I know a lot of folks didn't even want me here. I'll let you hear, hear it from Jalen Hurts. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. 
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, brother. Really love your show. I really appreciate all your work through the years. Got me through some really hard times. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. Well, I hope it's nothing but good times right now. Yeah, good times. I love good times. Anyway, I'm here for a whole lot of good times. The Philadelphia Eagles are here for a good time. And you know what? When we get to the top of the hour, I want to talk about a team, unfortunately, that is not experiencing good times right now. That happens to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals went down. A lot of people are focusing on pretty much one of the final plays of the game. Uh, Joe Asai, oh, we are shoving Patrick Mahomes in the back. We'll talk about that. And then speaking of uh, getting shoved, the LeBron James also felt that he was fouled the other night, and he was. And his reaction has a lot of people in a tizzy. And so we'll get into LeBron James, and we'll continue to talk about the – well, let's get the losers out the way, right? Bengals, they lost. They did. The Niners, they lost. We talked about Brock Purdy. We're going to have two weeks to talk about the uh, the Eagles, and we'll have two weeks to talk about uh, the Chiefs here. But let's, let's show them some love in the process as well. You know, Jalen Hurts wasn't supposed to be here. And he was just so cool, calm, and collected, as he's always been, you know, following the game. And everything that he said was pretty much all about the team. I mean, even on the field, NFC Championship Trophy, uh, he was on with Terry Bradshaw on Fox, and he was asked about his journey and getting there. And he was he was deflecting that attention there, wanted to make it about his teammates and show love to the city. Listen to this. You've got a chance now. So many doubters, but you've just made them all look foolish. Your job this year as a quarterback how do you feel that you've grown so much so fast? Man, uh, Two years starter. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. You know, I'm not going to make this about me, man. This, this city, this is a special city. They deserve everything that's going on. This is a special city. We got one more. We one got more. one more. Yeah, it's real special when the people fall through the bus sheds while they're celebrating. Also, after the game, in a more uh, tranquil setting, Jalen Hurts was was asked about the future and going to the Super Bowl, and he sounded very Kobe-esque. He's like, man, I ain't win nothing yet. I said this uh, earlier in the week that it's, it's not a time for, for, for reflection. You know, it's, hard. It's, it's really hard for me to do that. I, I try to, what you guys say, enjoy the moment, but my, my, my joy comes in winning. Um, but I know the job isn't done, so... Um, I never, never felt like, <clears throat> I never always knew how far we'd come. I never knew how far we'd go. Um, but I never said it couldn't be done. Yeah, well, now he is on his way to the Super Bowl. A, a second-round selection for the Philadelphia Eagles while Carson Wentz was still on the team, still under that big contract. Jalen Rager was the first-round draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles while Jalen Hurts was selected in the second round. And you could bet your ass this man is going to get paid megabucks. I'm talking around that $50 million range, and it will definitely be in the $50 million range if he can walk away 
with the Vince Lombardi trophy. And so he wasn't, quote-unquote, supposed to be here. Jalen Hurts is the same dude who was benched in the national championship game for Alabama. This man transferred. He's taken and selected in the second round. And boom, here he is. He's continued to elevate and go higher and higher and higher. So he wasn't supposed to be here. And he was asked about that after the game as well. He made it clear, yeah, there are a lot of people who didn't want me here. But we'll get to that. Listen. John, you said a little bit ago they probably never wanted to draft me here. Did you mean the front office, the fans? Explain uh, that. I mean, I know, uh, you know, there was a big surprise to many. Big surprise to many. But my favorite verse, um, you know, I went through a lot of stuff in college and it kind of stuck with me, John 13, 7. You may not know now, but later, later you'll understand. Hopefully people understand. All right, I think people will understand more if he walks away with a, a championship going up against Patrick Mahomes. Now let's see what he can do in that big game. I don't, I don't think he's going to be faced. I know the adrenaline is going to be rushing and the chest is going to be uh, pulsating. The heart will be beating crazy. But I think that man will be fine. It doesn't seem like too much phases him. He was sitting in his locker after the game, and he was smoking a cigar. Good for him. That was the most celebrating that he did. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Rick is here from Toronto. What's up, Rick? Thank you for taking again my call again to JR. Okay, now I obviously think that we, we got a. This is considered the Andy Reid Super Bowl coming up, but uh, but uh, another thing is Jeffrey Lurie's involved in this thing as well. So it's basically Andy Reid versus Jeffrey Lurie. That's what the issue is going to be in the Super Bowl coming up. Um, I don't know who's. I think it's probably going to be Philadelphia's win. Depends on the the high ankle sprain that. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes has in the two weeks he can recover determine who will win the Super Bowl in that case and when okay. they go to State Farm. Well, I mean, for, for two weeks, and thank you, Rick, for calling from Toronto, we saw what he did in about a week. I think he'll be okay in two weeks. And I'm a little bit shocked and surprised, like a lot of folks, that the Bengals didn't just go out there and, and try to whoop his ass right out of the gate. You didn't notice, like, a real hardcore limp uh, from Patrick Mahomes until about the third quarter. And meanwhile, on the other end, and I said this last week, this, is, this was one of my three reasons that I gave you as to why I thought it'd be a close game, which it was, thank God, because the first one was not. Their offensive line, I mean, it was in shambles. And they wasted absolutely no time in getting after Joe Burrow. I mean, there was a sequence early in the game where, where, where he was just sacked and then sacked again, and then he was sacked. Like, they, they got her after it. And so, man, we, we saw what happened in the NFC Championship game. Wasted no time getting after Brock Purdy. And you talk about Mahomes and his ankle. Man, I, I thought all the time guys were going to be trying to sit on it and readjust it. It didn't happen. They didn't get back there. Lee is calling from San Diego. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Lee? Hey, JR. Hey, uh, I'm calling about the uh, AFC Championship game and mostly about how it ended. I don't know about you, but 
that was so disappointing the way that thing ended. I mean, did you see Joseph Asai on the sidelines with his hands on his helmet? And these guys are flying around the field, man, and they're making split split second decisions on the run. I just felt so bad for that guy. But Patrick Patrick Mahomes, I'll never doubt him again. I don't like the Chiefs, but the, the guy just finds a way to do it. And all the power to him. I'm a Chargers fan, so oh, that well, that, that like explains it. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right on, Jr. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Lee. Thank you for calling from San Diego. You, you mentioned Joseph Asai and the end of the game, and a, a lot of people placing blame on him. Jermaine Pratt, one of his own teammates, uh, just yelling at him at the end of the game on the way into the locker room. Why are you touching the bleeping quarterback? And so we'll talk about that. I, I want you to hear that at the top of the hour. Uh, you'll hear from Joe Asai. You'll hear from Jermaine Pratt. Uh, Joe Burrow had some comments as well. And in Cincinnati, they took an L. And I know a lot of people were surprised. And, and some people will blame the referees. Some people will blame Joe Asai. Uh, some people, you can certainly go out there and blame Zach Taylor, but they ran up against an all-time great quarterback. And even though he's young, and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, we, we see that. Daniel's here from Chicago. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yes. The man of respect. Well, thank you, Daniel. What's up? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just letting you know that uh, I'm going to be taking uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to. Okay. All right. Philadelphia is going to be winning it all. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel. Your phone sounds a little distant. Uh, thank you for calling from Chicago. He, he has Philadelphia winning it all. I don't think Philadelphia is going to make the same mistake as the Cincinnati Bengals did and not just trying to bum rush the living hell out of Patrick Mahomes. Philadelphia Eagles just send bodies at the quarterback. I mean, Hassan Reddick will probably be living in his, his, his airspace the whole game if you allow him to. Big Al is calling from St. Louis. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. How's it going, boss? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm good. I was sitting here uh, with the heater on in my truck in the driveway, keeping my chicken wings warm to, to listen to calling to you. I had a scratcher. I just won $200 listening to you. And I, I am lucky. You're not that lucky. What happened to you, Big Al? Did he, did well, he disappear? Here's the oh, deal. He I'm, in the, I'm in Lake St. Louis, Missouri, in the middle of Chief Country. And everybody's screaming about this Bengals, and I've lived this, Jr. I'm a Raiders fan. I I gotta beat the refs. I gotta beat the, the Chiefs. We gotta beat everybody, man. I mean, this ain't nothing new. I'm on Twitter. I'm like, please, people, this is the norm. I've been a Raider fan since '67. Al Davis was my guy. He told Tackley Boo, "I'm moving. Nope. I'm moving. Nope. I'm moving. Yep." So, I just want to say, man, that uh, you got to beat the Chiefs. Oh, wait, they won the Lamar Hard Trophy, for the love of God. Oh, so, you saying this is all rigged? Well, I don't know, but all I know is I've been living it since 67. And uh, 
it ain't nothing new to me. But on okay. on a serious note, I want to uh, say God bless, rest in peace, Bobby Hall. Um, passed away today. Yeah, one of the greatest hockey players in the world. So. I had to press pass it's when I was 17 years old with a local radio station. I got to interview him in '79, and he was as nice as could be to me. So, okay. God bless you. God bless this nation, Bobby Hall and refs. I'm watching you and and Goodell. Stop it. Okay, Big Al. Big Al. I, don't, I think he's having more in his truck than just some chicken wings. Uh, yes, and, and, and we all heard that, that Bobby Hall, one of the greatest hockey players of all time, uh, died on today, Monday, at 84 years old. And I'm glad he was nice to you. Unfortunately, there were many documented stories uh, where he, he was not so nice to plenty of folks. Uh, so condolences to his family. I'm glad you had a, a pleasant experience there. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. As our last caller just mentioned, there's a lot of people not happy with the refs in the Bengals-Chiefs game. We're going to hear from some of the players. I'll hear from you, and I'll tell you what I think. It's real simple. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here on CBS Sports Radio. 